welcome back to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Agents Unfiltered on Instagram and TikTok. And today we are talking about safety in real estate. So if you remember my episode, our episode from last week, my story about the client that I was working with that said very inappropriate things in the car, it got more exciting. Since I was here last. That's a word so, for it. Uh-huh. So we decided to talk about safety in the workplace because I think as, as realtors being self-employed, needing to make an income, it's really easy to talk ourselves out of red flags. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you told me this week before things kind of blew up, what is it that you say? It is uh, safety over paycheck. Safety mm-hmm. over paycheck. And I... Every time. And I failed and picked paycheck over safety and it blew up in my face. Well, and I think that this is like really good because it is, it's so easy. Like we, as an office, we focus on like trusting our gut and we talk about this all the time, but look how easy it is to like overrun and be like, oh, cause even like the night before I was Mm -hmm. like safety over paycheck. Like that's, you know, and you were like, well, yeah, but you know, I think, and I think it's, you know, I don't feel unsafe, you know? So it's like really easy and it's not like a bad thing. We all do it. We've all done it before. But it takes that one time, and then thankfully, in your situation, it's fine, and you can tell the story. But then um, it'll never happen again. No, now you know. I learned my lesson. So I'll tell you guys my fun little story really quickly (laughs) of what transpired. Because I had ridden with the client in the car that one time, and he just kept trying to get me to drive him to showings. And so I just kind of put my foot down. And on Tuesday morning, what day is it? Monday morning? Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Um, he wanted to look at a property and I was like, okay. And he was adamant that he wanted to ride with me. And I was like, nope, I have an appointment after. I'll meet you there. He's telling me, well, I'm lost. I can't find it. And I'm like, pull up your GPS. You told me you have Google Maps. So he finally finds the house. We look at the house and while we're there, um, and the owner was there, which actually was kind of great. And so while we were there, he said he wanted to go look at a real estate office in town because they had a picture of a listing that I couldn't find in my system. And I thought that was really weird, but he just was so adamant. We just need to stop by. I want to show you this place so that we can go look at it right now. And so I was like, whatever, let's do it. It'll take two seconds. And then I'm leaving. And so we get to the real estate office and it's not the office I work for. So it's like super awkward. But as we're walking up, I see one of the people who works in there run up and lock the door. So I'm like, this can't be good. But the lady ran like behind the door and so when I physically just, ran. Like they were. So then I just kind of waved inside because at this point I'm like, okay, something's going on. So they unlocked it and this this agent popped her head out and was like, I introduced myself and she's like, oh, were you going to send me an offer on a place? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, is this your client? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I really need to talk to you. But he just pushed his way in and started looking at all the pictures and was like, this is the one I'm telling you about. It's for sale. I want to go see it right now. And she's kind of like, okay, but you need to put your house on the market first. We've talked about this. And then all of a sudden, one of the agents from the back comes out like a pit bull and is like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be here. You can't just bring other agents into our office and chases them out the door. And he starts cussing and he's like, all the expletives, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily want to say them on the podcast, but like called us the C word and was like screaming at us. And she chased him outside and locked the door and called the police. And I was like, 
what is happening? And he, for years now, has been trying to get female agents to come list his house and show him properties, but he has no intention of selling his house or buying. And there was another agent who worked with him that he tried to get to come to a listing appointment and was really inappropriate with her. So she brought her husband to the listing appointment and he chased the husband and her out. And so lots of scary things I found out. You know what, I was, what just dawned on me was, um, remember after our last podcast, like right after we finished and, um, he called because he lost his phone in your car. Yes. I wonder if that was like his way of trying to get, to get to go me to, to his come house. back. Because I picked him up from his house and I wouldn't go into his house that day. And because he wanted to show me the house to list it. And I said, no. Um, and then when we were done with the podcast. Oh, my he, God. He could have been put in his basement or something. Ah, Danielle had the address. Knew, she would have found yeah. me. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but then he had called and said, I left my cell phone in your car. I'm going to need you to like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I looked and it's not in my car. And he was like, oh, well, then I'll just find it. And sure enough, mm -hmm. he found it lying on the ground. So he said. And okay. so. What? So many red flags, you guys. And I overlooked all of them. And I, I, I was cautious. Like I didn't like pick him up again. Uh, when I showed him houses after that initial day, I just kind of like stood, wouldn't go into a room with him, had my pepper spray in my hand. You know, like I knew that there was something off, but I was like, he's going to sell his house and he's going to buy it. And so he's just a quirky old dude and just ignore the many red flags. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many. Um, but so here's something that I thought about a lot, um, over the years is, um, we had like listening to different stories where something's happened to realtors. Like there was one somewhere in Canada. I remember listening to, I think a podcast on there where, um, the gal went to show a home in like show a house. It was mm -hmm. like, I think the owners actually lived there. Like they had left maybe. I was forget. Someone in Canada. Yeah. And, yeah. um, they ended up, um, like she had her boyfriend came within like five minutes to wait outside. Cause she hadn't met these people before. So she's like, Hey, you're on your way home from work or something like that. Could you wait for me out here? And he saw her car waited out there. She was murdered in that amount of time. And like, that's something that's really stuck with me because like, I've had my brothers go with me sometimes to appointments, you know, and they'll sit in the car, but it's also interesting. Cause like how quickly could something happen in the house and they're none the wiser and they're none the wiser they don't even know you know and so i think so much of it is trusting your gut and then coming up with a safety plan but there's so many different opportunities to like make sure you're safe at this point but we all we all have done what you've done before you know yeah. like where it's like the little thing and you're like okay it's not really blatant yeah but it just doesn't feel right and then it's like trusting that or not it's tough sometimes. Yeah. And I think we're, we're just so quick to talk ourselves out of things. Mm -hmm. And so I would love for all of us to kind of share what we do to keep ourselves safe as I share the story of me really not doing that. <laughs> but something that I did even with him was I always, when I'm meeting a client for the first time, tell you mm -hmm. or someone in my office, I'm meeting with this new client at this time. This is the address. This is their name. I'll check in with you at this time. Mm -hmm. And like the other day I showed a property, not to this dude, to yeah, another to client that person. was totally normal and fine, but there was zero service. And so it was past the time I told you I would check in mm -hmm. and I'm like speeding to get to service. I checked in. I, I boxed her and then I um, and then you called, called me three times and it kept going right to voicemail. And so I was like going to start a workout and I said, okay, I'm assuming you have no service, like in the voicemail to her. Mm -hmm. I assume you have no service because it's going right to voicemail. 
So I'm not going to freak out quite yet, but <laughs> if I finish my workout and I haven't heard from you, I'm going to be pumped up and ready to go down there. <laughs> so I was like, oh my okay, God. because you just don't know. And things happen so fast, I think, as a part of it. But checking in and like having people know where you're at, like Life360 is a really good app. There's so many apps out there and like we can list them in our um, podcast notes. Um, or maybe we'll just put it on Instagram because yeah. I have a whole sheet of different like apps that can be used for this kind of stuff that I, you know, I don't know, read about over the years, but it's so important to have people know where you are first and foremost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you never leave that location if you're unsafe. Like that's something I think like Oprah's talked about over the years. I'm like, mm -hmm. you never get in, you never leave that location. Like if they like threaten you to take you somewhere else, you just, you don't plant you, yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And carry some set type of protection. I mean, I know I carry pepper spray. I know that maybe isn't going to make a huge difference, but at least I have it and it's going to do some damage. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm like, when I was showing houses to this guy, I had like the little nozzle thing open where it was ready to go and my finger on the trigger ready to just spray it if I need. Well, and really what you want is um, bear spray. I know you don't bear want spray still, but it's so much hard spray. to hold inconspicuously. Don't, don't. Hold it inconspicuously. Like this, this is my bear spray. This is my bear spray. I have a hundred percent had it like, you know, not where it's like, okay. <laughs> Just so you know, I have this. But she's like walking in. Will you hold this for me while I open the e-key? Thanks. <laughs> but I have had it like where it's like hanging out my pocket, but I don't care because if, if because you know, and I do tell new clients that I'm just yeah. meeting for the first time. I have to check in with my broker at this time. So, because we have a rule in our office that we have to check in within X amount of time. And so, you know, if we're not done chewing, I'm going to have to go check in with her. And so that, then they know, oh, someone's waiting to hear from you. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. That's what I used years ago when I took a lead. And the thing is, is it wasn't like a paid lead. So I don't even know how they got my information, mm -hmm. but, um, they called me and they were gonna, they wanted to go see some property up on land, like way up. And I'm like, I don't know this area. I assume, and I wasn't sure, like I didn't feel comfortable about it, but I wasn't sure. And I was like, you know what? I could use the business. I'm going to go do it. And funny enough, I was having like drinks with Shalia when I got the lead and I'm like, yeah, I got to leave early. I need to go. So I did drove all the way up there. I've got like in this rural property in the middle of nowhere, heavily wooded, there's a gate. And as soon as I got there, I was like, I don't feel good about this. It could have just been the property, but just the whole vibe. Mm -hmm. So I did have the key to unlock the gate, but I told them that I didn't. So mm -hmm. they had, we'd have to climb the fence and go. So they did. And I was like, I'll figure this gate thing out. So they walked back there good job. and then I did get the gate unlocked and drove back there. And they were like out wandering the property. They had split up and were out wandering the property. And I was like, I hate everything about this. I don't feel good about it. I don't know where they've gone. They barely said anything to me. Like the whole thing was off. Mm -hmm. And finally I got to the point where I thought, I just need to get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I went back, drove out, locked the gate and left. And I just waited at the main road where I had cell phone service for them to eventually come out. Because I'm like, I've been waiting for like 20, 25 minutes, like on the property as they're like kind of walking. And it's not that, I mean, I've walked property for years with clients. It was right. just the whole Thing felt so off and funky. Yep. So I sat at that corner and I was like, Hey, guys, sorry. I didn't realize how long it had been. And I had to check in with my broker. That's what I said. And so I like, they were like, Oh, yeah, you know, and they were kind of weird about it and never heard from them again. Mm -hmm. And I even followed up a couple of times because I thought, Well, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe it was nothing. Yeah. But ever since that time, and that was probably like 12 years ago at this point, I was like, I am never doing that again to myself. Mm -hmm. That was very nerve wracking. Yeah. So, 
Um, and it was just the vibe. You just get a vibe. You just get a feeling, you know, but that's like that guy that I showed a house to a couple months ago where like he was super quiet and kept his hands in his pockets as he was like walking around. So, and it was, it was almost like the uncomfortability where like the air felt thick. Like there was just something where you're Mm -hmm. just like, uh, uh, like every alarm in your body. And so I remember just like, I was like, Oh, okay. You can check out those rooms. Like I'm going to go, um, turn the lights on everywhere. So I like, wasn't in the same room as him. And then in the kitchen, I was like, well, at least there's a back door. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I need to do something. Exit strategy. Yeah. And then um, afterwards, I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to go pop out on the porch. Like, feel free to pop out when you're ready. And I was like, I should have just waited on the porch from the get-go. Like, yeah. there was no piece of me that wanted to be in that house anymore. No. But now I'm like, okay, I know that feeling. And I know I never want to have that feeling again. Yeah. So if it pops up, this is what I'll do. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, obviously, like rules are, you know, we're supposed to be with our clients in the house and stuff. But if it comes down to your safety yeah. over mm-hmm. that absolutely every single time you choose your safety and then you just never show that person again because my my philosophy is like they can be mad or offended or mm-hmm. you know think we're a shitty agent because we didn't follow them around home or we did not show them a property property correctly who cares you know mm-hmm. if they hadn't if they weren't going to do anything wrong okay they might be a little like bothered by the way they were treated but that's the security of knowing they didn't have a chance to yeah i don't yeah yeah. <laughs> but if you are going to use bear mace, by the way, um, my brother taught me this. Yes. What do I need to know? Downwind. You, you, don't be downwind. Don't be downwind from anyways. <laughs> Make sure you don't spray it in your own eyes. No. Yes. But um, like Costco has canisters or like a pack where there's like two. You practice with one and oh, then you use the other. Okay. Because if you ever need to actually use it, if you've not practiced, you're screwed. You're screwed. Even with regular mace. But bear mace is a one-shot thing. But it's 25 feet. Yeah. So, so you're going to do damage. Well, I don't think I knew yeah, that. Yeah, it's 25 feet. So you don't have to be so close. That's the problem with regular makes is it doesn't go very far. So mm-hmm. you have to be like super close to someone. Like if it's here to that wall, I'm not hitting someone with me. No. Right? And, and how close, close do you want to be with to them? you that you like can get them right in the eyes, you're probably already in, in trouble. Yeah. So definitely one thing. I mean, it, it's always good to take someone else with you if you mm-hmm. can or want to or whatever, if you're not comfortable. Because the chance of them trying to do something with two people there is slim, especially if it's one person. Um, I feel like that's a really big one too. Yeah, my my plan before everything happened with this client was to bring someone with me to a listing appointment. And then it probably would have been just as bad as it was for that other agent. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I know. And you just don't know. But And it's crazy because we hear about the terrible stories, you know, like of realtors who are murdered. But there's a lot of realtors in our industry where things happen, but it's just not publicized because they're not as like they're not as serious, you know, mm-hmm. but they've been like robbed at gunpoint or, you know, open houses. That's another one. I always suggest a couple of people there, you know, mm-hmm. because you just never know and always have like a door open like in the back out mm-hmm. like have a couple of places mm-hmm. you just never know it's just yeah. um and another thing i know we haven't done this recently because i think we've just been overrun at open houses with so many clients which is not, not a bad thing i mean right. the chance of someone doing something when you have other people there is probably slim to none mm-hmm. but um is having them sign in yeah and oh, there, yeah. there's that app i forget what it's called now i'll have to find it again where um cleared mm-hmm. where they can you can have it where it actually will text them a code to their number to actually make sure it's them yeah which is really cool they put in their cell phone number and it says like we won't use it for marketing purposes but it texts them like a certain code and they have to enter it in well i always try and make sure when someone comes in that i see them leave because 
I'm usually a very hypervigilant person and I don't want someone to like stay in the house if someone lives there and then pop out later and try and, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would never, I've never thought about that. I before. think about that every time, but I don't think about, I shouldn't show houses to this person who says these crazy things and send me a recording <laughs> of him seeing Cassie, my heart for you, when you told me that story, I was like, can you believe it? I just can't get over the fact that that lady ran to the she door, did. locked that thing up and you're just like tapping on the window outside, <laughs> like at the zoo when you're like trying I to get like, attention. Yeah, like, I need to know what's going on. And now I'm out here with him and just seeing him like snap with those girls and just start passing them out and get really aggressive was kind of insane. Yeah. What's one, what is, um, one of the podcasts we listened to say, um, like, don't be nice, be alive or something like literally it doesn't matter if people, if people, you don't have to be nice to people, you know, if you're like, you know what, I don't want to work with you anymore. I'm very uncomfortable. That's very fair. Yeah. And if, if they are offended, then whatever they're offended. And as someone yeah. who's chronically apologetic, I need to be better about that. I chronically match energy. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there was actually... You're um, like, if you're going to be creepy, I'm going to be creepy. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you sniff my hair? I'm going to sniff yours. <laughs> no, I was out at uh, Newman Lake, and I was showing a property, and this guy comes up, and starts recording my car a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And then it comes up to my window and I roll my window down. And I'm like, excuse me, can I help you? And he goes, you're on my property, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, is this your house that you're telling? He goes, no, it's my road, like full city road. <laughs> I'm just like, um, I don't think it's your road. I think it belongs to the city. And he was like going off about something. I was like, well, you know what? My people are interested anyways, but like, I hope you have a better day. But in that moment, I'm just like, Mess around and find out, Allie. Like, you don't need to challenge every single person. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of those where I'm just like, that was, like, unnecessary. Like, I don't need to do that. Like, you just don't know what people are like. And you don't need to find out. You don't need to. You don't need to try to instigate something. That's for sure. But on the flip side, like, people do end up in positions sometimes because they're so nice. Like, I do. Like, you know, where it's like the person feels like they can keep pushing and pushing and pushing Mm -hmm. because they're like, well, they've agreed to this and they might agree to this. So like you stopping him riding in your car was a really big thing. She was still pushing my boundaries. And like the night, the night before that showing, he texted me so many times up until what, like 11 o'clock the next morning by 6 15 AM. I had 23 text messages from him. I told you that morning, I feel like this is really manipulative and I don't like it Mm -hmm. because he was like, I'm trying to save you time and just was like some of the things he was saying, like I have having this to read 20 you. text messages does not save me time. Oh my sir. gosh. Well, and he was like, I have this friend who might want to list with you, text me back so we can schedule this showing. I want to mm-hmm, do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just felt really slimy mm-hmm. and I should have just said no showing, but I still went and showed him another property. But literally you'll never not trust your gut again. again. Hindsight 2020. Oh. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yep. And thankfully nothing happened. Nothing happened. I was safe. I wasn't mm-hmm. injured, but just really bothered. Yeah. Because yeah. the only other like really weird situation I've had was that night. Yeah. Um, with that, that guy. I, yeah. Where I showed this, this house. I was going to show this house mm-hmm. to a new client and it was on a really, this house was on a really dark road not a lot of other houses nearby and he parked right next to this like bunch of trees and was just standing next to his car and was like wanting me to come talk to him and I just kind of stood by my car and was gonna like walk around to get to the gate you're the heebies I know and like the house was dark and I was like I don't know what to do so I was just kind of standing in front of my car like not next to like because he was next to his car in the darkness 
Um, and then that one of the house lights turned on in the house we were going to show, and he got in his car and took off. <laughs> Just and I he texted me and was like, "I'm here. I'm here. Twenty minutes early. I'll see you when you get here." Like, and so he knew I was coming, mm-hmm. and it was the owner was home and popped out and was like, "Are you showing the house?" Was that your client? Is everything okay? And I was just like, he had to go. I'm so sorry. I'll let you, I'll reach out to your agent if you want. And it was just one of those things of like. Did you ever hear? You didn't talk ever. I never, no. And I did reach back out to say, just to see, hey, I don't know if something came up, but you know, did you want to reschedule to look at another property? And if he had, I would have just brought someone with me or something, but he never texted me back again. Maybe he like trusted a part and then had to just take off. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like the way he was standing in the dark and he had his hood on and I couldn't see his face. And yeah, you just, and you just don't know is that's like the reality of the situation. You just don't know. So it's better to take precautions and know. Or, you know, or be safe than mm-hmm. find out otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to think if I've done anything else. I definitely like let people know where I'm going or I've brought someone with me before. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever showed out in Tico, um, I took my friend Katie with me because she has it concealed. And I was just like, just nice to know. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to use it, but you also feel a heck of a lot safer mm-hmm. knowing that it's around. So, yeah. I think the other thing too, and I, I know it's really tough in this market and I think we've gotten out of practice with it a lot mm-hmm. is meeting them at the office before. Yeah. yeah. One, because there's security cameras, mm-hmm. there's, you know, potentially they don't know there could be other people here who knows mm-hmm. who's going to be in the office and, um, request requiring an ID before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just for security for reasons. Files. If yep. I, every time I've asked someone to do that, they've had no problem doing yeah. it. Because they have nothing that they're concerned about, you know? Right. And so we're not asking for their social security number. We're just asking for a copy of their ID for our records for safety purposes. Right. I mean, that's literally what it is. And mm-hmm. so I think that that stuff comes in handy as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of verifying, finding them on Facebook, you know, yeah. even if you don't friend them, but just like find them. Do, do they look like the person in that picture? I can't help it. I do that anyways. Yeah. Not because I'm like, am I going to be safe? I'm just like, I wonder what blah, blah, blah looks like. Cause yeah. I know what I'm picturing them like in my head. I'm like, yeah. I'm just a little stalkerish. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people who are listening who probably have had crazy stories. We would love to hear from them and what yes. you do. Yeah. How do you keep yourself safe? How do you keep yourself safe? Mm-hmm. What other things do you try? How do you manage it? Um, especially getting leads. I think that's the hardest part is when you get random leads. Mm. Referrals are different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I never worry about referrals because they're vetted by someone. By someone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. So, and make sure if something does happen that you report it to your, um, MLS. I called oh, the, multiple Spok- ones. I called the Spokane and the, um, yeah, the pack so MLS mm-hmm. to let them know. Mm-hmm. And they'll send out like, they'll put a bulletin out for everyone. Okay. And I, I posted about that guy on the Spokane Realtors page and another agent said she dealt with him and blocked him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if he's having multiple agents in our MLS, cause he was looking at a different County than we're like really centered in, mm-hmm. he's getting around. So I, around. I bet you're the only one he serenaded though. Oh my gosh. Oh my the gosh, song. I forgot about that. <laughs> he sent me a song at two 30 in the morning one night and I thought it was just accidental, but now I don't even know. Yeah, weird. I yeah, he was that was that was a creepy weird. So many thing. red flags, and I'm such a 
cautious person in my life. You're like, maybe general. they look just a little yellow. Maybe they're not red. <laughs> right? They're just orange. Like I think they were more than yellow. No. <laughs> but now I know and I'll never do it again. It's so true. It's so, so true. Be safe out there. Sometimes you have to have those moments that scare you a little bit to like make you never go back. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Like just something that you'll never forget. And then mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like you said, the paycheck's not going to matter if you're dead. What are you going to yeah, do? I did with say it? that. <laughs> I said you're not going to make more paychecks if you're dead. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is true. This is true. It's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Life. And it's not worth it, really. Yeah. Even I when we're life. <laughs> even when we're stressed. Well, he wasn't going to be a paycheck anyway. No, first he wasn't. Of all, he, wasn't. he wasn't really even no. looking. And um, even when we're stressed and we're like, okay, gosh, we, you know, we need to get things going or we need a, we need one more deal or whatever the the reason is. At the end of the day, no matter how much that deal is, mm-hmm. it's never going to make up for whatever security or safety you feel. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to, it's not more valuable than your life. Yeah, absolutely. Or not. your physical health. Or trauma. Like if you're yeah. extremely traumatized from a situation. Yeah. You're not going to be making paychecks for a minute while you're in therapy. No. Or if you, or if you put yourself in a situation and you're like freaked out enough, you're going to stop taking leads. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, you're going to like do more well, that detriment. That was my thought Tuesday was this is not the career for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying in the this career. This is the time. This is I'm the one. I'm quitting mm-hmm. real estate. I love. This is where I want to be. And this yeah. is where we're going to let you know Cassie's leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you replace me. Yeah. yeah. You could never be replaced. I know, right? True. Even if I do tend to be a little bit. Extra. Extra. <laughs> What was the word that Becca used? Glitter. Glitter. Hyperbolic. Oh, hyperbolic. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Cassie has to know because she is the English person. I will have to Google it. Okay. <laughs> only Becca. We all laugh, but only Becca knows. <laughs> Dang. It's okay. I laugh because I felt like I was the only one that didn't know, and I'm like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to be the person to ask. I know that there's like hyperbolic chambers. You and I think the same. <laughs> and I'm like a... A chamber of excitement. There I know. Yeah. Allie and I had lunch yesterday and <laughs> she was like, How? And I looked down and oh I spilled broth down. She the had a white shirt. tank top on and it was just speckled brown by the end of it. I'm just like, Didn't even notice. How? And what? Were you able to save that shirt? <laughs> yeah. Good job. I did. <laughs> Can't take me anywhere, but I'm fun. You are uh, fun. I love it. I love oh my it. gosh. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Um, let us know anything you guys have yes. to add in. I think this yeah. is a really important conversation and it's something that needs, I don't think is brought up regularly enough. Like no, people yeah. need to be talking about this regularly. Well, and I yeah. think, you know, like I was super embarrassed that I put myself in that position and, you know, like I'm close enough to you guys that I can't really keep a secret from you, but mm-hmm. I can see how if something happened, you would feel shame and like that was my fault. Mm-hmm. But I think sharing and being able to talk about mm-hmm. it is so important and then we can empower mm-hmm. each other. To, to stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. Important. All right. Well, let us know and we will see you next week. Bye.